The Big Breakfast with Stan Mars. The Big Breakfast with Stan Mars. 6 to 9 a.m. Weekdays exclusive to Good Hope FM. We touch base with Aaron Goliath. And uh, what are we talking about? We're talking about prenups, antinups, accrual. How did you get married? The pros, the cons. Aaron, good morning. Welcome to Good Up FM. Are you well? I'm good. How are you? Aaron, it's intense this side of the world. It is so oh intense. <laughs> we, we're talking about big people matters here. Groot mensen gesels, Aaron. And um, it's it's complicated to say the least. But mm-hmm. if I had to ask you, I mean, how are people getting married these days? And what would you recommend? So, so Stan, you know, I find a lot of the older generation, like our parents, were probably married in community of property. And um, within the South African context, a marriage in community of property is still the most popular because it's the default system. One doesn't need to do anything other than simply, other than simply just getting married and your marriage is then what's called in community of property. However, we are finding more and more younger people getting married that are choosing to get married uh, with an antinuptial contract and, and therefore getting married in terms of what is called out of community of property. So while the one is, is still more popular, certainly marriages out of community of property are growing in popularity now, yes. Erin Goliath, practicing attorney, if I had to ask you now, yes. uh, what what's the pros and the cons? In married in married in community of property with regards to debt. Is my debt your debt? How does it work? So a marriage in community of property. So Stan, as you know, when you get married in community of property, the, the property that you own as a date of marriage is shared between you and your spouse. Right. The, the property that you acquire during the marriage is shared and as well as the losses, liabilities and debt. So, for example, if one spouse, like the the, the message you read out just before the call, if one spouse, for example, is an entrepreneur and a huge business venture fails and uh, creditors come after, for example, the entrepreneur and the entrepreneur's assets are not enough, for example, to cover those liabilities and you're married in community of property, then certainly those creditors can also come after, for example, the wife's uh, money in bank or what, whatever else her assets are. Wow. And so, you know, and, and to the extent that there's not enough property or assets in the joint estate to cover all of those debts and liabilities, then not only will the one spouse be sequestrated or declared bankrupt, but both spouses will. So when you look then at the marriage out of community of property, just by virtue of signing and registering what is called an anti-nuptial contract, you, you give that protection to yourself and to your spouse, meaning that if one spouse, you know, racks up a huge amount of debt on betting horses or a failed business venture, whatever the case is, Third-party creditors are not able to uh, look to or attach the assets of the other spouse to cover such kind of debt. So, you know, I always tell young couples, it's not a matter of protecting yourselves from the other spouse. And one doesn't enter into anti-nuptial contracts because you don't love your spouse or whatever other misconceptions people come up with. People entering to anti-nuptial contracts because you want to protect your union, you want sure. to protect your assets as far as possible. Um, so it's not protecting yourself against your husband or wife, it's protecting your family, it's protecting your family unit, it's protecting your assets against 
third-party creditors, for example. 100%. Dalen's got a question. How's it, Eden? Yes. Hi, Dalen. So, Eden, I'm a young man because yes. I, ca- I can't register to get vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> And, and and I've been open with the team about this. I'm ready for community of property only for old money. Is that okay. is that okay if I stipulate that in the contract? So, if you're getting married in community of property, yes. you wouldn't be concluding any contract. Okay. Because by, by just by getting married to somebody without doing anything, your marriage is automatically in community of property. Perfect. So, she's so none the wiser. Looking, I can get the family's money. Exactly. If you're Magic. looking just to benefit of somebody's money Definitely. Then, maybe, then maybe yes that's the way to go awesome Aaron Glythe how important is it to uh, to go to an attorney once these matters have been resolved between two people do we need to go to a lawyer and what is the process uh, Stan, I would say it's of utmost importance because sometimes you're dealing with with situations where one where one spouse fully understands sure. the consequences of entering into an antinuptial contract, and the other spouse doesn't, uh, you know, really understand. And you don't want a situation maybe when the marriage is dissolved by, by death or divorce, where the spouse that didn't really understand what they were doing and what they were signing uh, then challenges the the contract. So it's it's very important whenever I meet with couples for me to know that both of them understand the document that they're signing. Further, there's obviously also formalities. Um, so it's not just about signing the antinuptial contract. That antinuptial contract must be what's called executed in front of a notary public. Sure. Uh, and, and once that document is executed, it must also be registered at the deeds office. Um, and it stays, you know, once it's registered at the deeds office, they, you are entitled to keep the original, you know, for as long as you're married. But, um, but yes, very important that it's executed in front of a notary public and then further registered at the deeds office. So it is virtually impossible to do this without the assistance of an attorney. Practicing attorney Aaron Goliath giving some insight and, and some much needed advice and help. How to get married in community of hmm. property, married in a cruel, I mean... Dale and Oliver made valid points earlier and mm-hmm. it's something that we discussed yesterday as well. You, you've worked till the age of 35, now you want to get married. You don't necessarily want to share your, 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 your hard work, your earnings with said person, but whatever you guys share together, whatever you build together, um, if things mm-hmm. go pear-shaped, I mean, is that the best option though? Stan, you know, it's a it's a wonderful option for young couples for the very reason that you've just explained now. You you you're old enough to have built up sure. you know something, but you're still young enough knowing that you are going to continue building your estate um, over the next coming years. So um, I always tell couples that it's it's a wonderful uh, uh, system. It it provides for financial equality also because. You deal with situations where, where, you know, two people get married and one spouse, for example, is earns lots and lots of money during the marriage and their estate can grow and grow and grow. And the other spouse, for example, due to circumstances, is either retrenched or needs mm. to stay home to look after children. So how is it fair then on dissolution of the marriage that one spouse was able to grow their estate 100%. Uh, to a huge amount and the other spouse, due to circumstances, contributed equally to the union but wasn't able to grow their estate so what or or grow their estate to such a a, you know a big amount like the other spouse so what a cruel does it on dissolution of the marriage by death or divorce it allows the spouse whose estate grew the lesser of the two uh, um, 
uh, people in the marriage, it allows that person to have a claim against the other spouse. Oh, wow. So that there's sort of like an equalizing and that both parties leave the marriage uh, being fairly compensated for their contribution to the marriage during the subsistence of the marriage. So basically, the, the spouse of the estate grew the more can, should pay over a sum of money to this spouse that estate grew the less. So, so as you can hear, it's a perfect and happy union between a marriage in community of property and uh, a, a marriage out of community of property. One, you've got the sharing of assets on the solution of the marriage. But two, you've got the full protection given to you by having entered into an antinuptial contract, meaning, for example, those third-party creditors cannot come off your spouse's assets because you are married out of community of property. So I would say it's a happy union and it works very well for couples who are young and who are uh, planning on growing their their estates during the subsistence of their marriage. Erin Goliath, thank you so much for your time today. All the best. Keep safe. We'll post your details on our social media platforms if people have more information. They can have a chat with you. Have a great day further. Thank you for your time. Waking up the mother city. Big sexy. It's Stan Mars on The Big Breakfast.